Welcome to the worst roller coaster podcast on the internet. Now, let's join Ben and Zach as they tell you why your favorite coaster sucks. What's up? I'm Zach. And I filmed a POV of Silver Dollar City's toilet. And Ben and I broke the next coaster trying to get the credit. Welcome to Your Favorite Coaster Sucks. This is our first episode. I'm going to tell you a little bit about what we are and what we're not. What we're not is some happy, friendly Mickey Mouse blog bullshit. We won't ban you for disagreeing with us like some other places. We won't get facts wrong by some other podcasts and we definitely won't wear propeller hats like obese five-year-olds now we won't lie and say things are awesome when they suck or vice versa because what we are are coaster nerds who have both worked at theme parks and have both traveled all over visiting parks and riding coasters as of this recording we have both been on over 400 different roller coasters. We basically just love to drink, smoke, and ride roller coasters. Ben, tell me what you are drinking on tonight. Uh, so I'm having a banquet just because, I don't know, it's a basic-ass beer. Hey, yeah, I got a Michelob Ultra because uh, diabetic, can't have too many carbs. Also, went for the cheapest shit at the grocery store. I still think that's really crazy how... They put random beers in a six-pack like that. <laughs> it's like beer roulette. It's kind of funny because like, I was actually thinking that with this uh, the Silverwood article. There's going to be a drone light show. And like after like smoking that joint before, I was just reading this. And that's like where my mind immediately went. It's like Silverwood is collecting facial data for Google or some shit. <laughs> yeah, they're putting on a light show, but they're also scanning everyone's face. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's shit. Okay, so it's like 300 drones, various formations, and then there's different shows of different thieves. I mean, it sounds cool, but also, like, how long until the drones are the security guards for the park? I'm sure that's already... I'm sure... Well, I think Disney has, like, security drones or something. Oh, and that's right. We're not supposed to talk about Disney or something. <laughs> not yet. Not until the Disney Minute. We're still on the news, my friend. That big mall in New Jersey is supposed to open... Like next month, and they're apparently going to have like five roller coasters. Well, they're getting, they have that SNS coaster, you know, the, it's like a, does like the pretzel knot, Gale Force, right? They're getting one of those. And they have that Gerslauer Eurofighter, the wood that's Takabisha, which it's actually, it's actually interesting because like people keep talking about that, like really positively so that'd be kind of cool there's like a lot of flat rides are going in there too and the water park looks pretty cool and it looks huge yeah yeah it's probably gonna be bigger than the west edmonton mall i don't know what the actual stats are who knows it probably well actually like this think this place has more um or like a i thought it's like a glass ceiling which is kind of cool so it'd be more um kind of like mall of america i like the ride section you know it's all glass i mean these renderings look pretty amazing ben you're up Oh, so they're trying to get the refurbished the classic bobsled coaster at Seabreeze. Has you read that? Yeah, it was pretty old school. I like the Jackrabbit a lot at Seabreeze, but I thought it was cool they were going to try to do something big for that ride. I don't know. That's an old school park. Have you been there? No, I actually have not been there. They had this like carnival looping coaster that looked really messed up. Quantum Loop. And that was the, uh, what the hell is that? Socket? S-O-Q-U-E-T. That's the name of the manufacturer. Wow, that's bizarre. Cedar Fair bought two of the Schlitterbahn water parks and reported record revenue. Now, I said they bought two of the Schlitterbahn water parks. It's two of the very profitable ones in Texas. Still no word on the Kansas one. Yeah, you know what? That's a little too soon to make jokes on. Let's just, let's change, uh... Let's get the hell out of Kansas. <laughs> that sounds good to me. All right, moving right along. So Disney's got this new water ride technology they patented where it can allow for, like, not just a stopping of a boat, but also, like, an acceleration of a boat in a water ride attraction. And they say it's going to, like, increase efficiency by a bunch. Oh, so is it, like, some – is that supposed to be, like, some crazy automated blocking system? 
I'm assuming so. It's going to work probably like the block system on a roller coaster. Yeah, that Splash Mountain will be a great time to ride then, or a much easier ride to ride. Because like every time it's like a three-hour wait, I feel like I've never waited less than that. All right, so Universal's doing a uh, kind of a special hall event in the uh, Hogwarts Castle. If they weren't doing that before, I don't know why they wouldn't have. So that's a good side, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Death Eaters are coming out and they're doing projection mapping or something. Okay. I've never been to Halloween Horror Nights or like any of the Halloween events in Florida. Is it? Is there, are they pretty good? Yeah, I went to Horror Nights a couple times. It was really awesome. I haven't been to Harry Potter World, though. This last story was great. There's an amusement park called Drive a Tank, and that's exactly what you do. You can blow up a car or a house. So you can actually shoot live ammo, like, at shit. Yeah. All right, so that actually might be the best amusement park. Yeah. I wonder how much it costs. Do they have ticket prices? And can you get a flash pass for it? (laughs) (laughs) I need to get on that tank now. So a five-star commander-in-chief package is only $2,600. Like, I wonder how much you get to blow up for 2600 bucks. That's actually pretty cool. All right. All right. So remember that, driveatank.com. We're not even plugging that. That's got the your favorite coaster sucks seal of approval. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's been the theme park news for this week. Now we've got a very fresh and awesome segment we want to present to you this is our killer coaster of the week this week's killer coaster is the raven at holiday world when was the last time you were there last time i was there was in 2008 you gotta go back there i sure do let's go back yeah we should do a we should do a trip report there future episode yeah yeah so thunderbird i heard is pretty good and the voyage is like they keep doing so much work to it that it's been maintained itself, you know, pretty well. I mean, it's been a minute since I've been there, but I had to go back. I remember really liking Voyage and Raven. Legend was pretty good. Yeah, Legend is good. For sure, yeah. I mean, well, big ups to Holiday World. Let's get back there soon. It is time for the Disney Minute. The Disney Minute. Come to this happy place. Welcome. Disneyland is your land. We're going to go get our tickets and head to Disneyland. We're back at the happiest place on Earth. Disneyland. Welcome, everyone. I'm here today at Disneyland. Today we are going to talk about things we wish we'd known before we went to Disney World. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Thank you. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad at Disneyland turns 40 on September 2nd, 2019. Star Wars Galaxy Edge opened at both Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Except for the big attraction, Rise of the Resistance. The Disney Minute. All right. It is time for some listener questions. Now, you know, this is the first episode so we don't have any listeners yet. But we know you guys were going to ask this, so we're going to go ahead and cover it. What are your favorite roller coasters? So Ben and I have both prepared our top ten roller coasters. All right, I'm going to go with the steel coasters first. Number five, Nitro at Six Flags Great Adventure. Number four, Behemoth at Canada's Wonderland. Number three, Goliath at Wallaby Holland. Number two, Superman, Rat of Steel at Six Flags New England. And number one, Bowling Horse at Cedar Point. I do have like a tie for number one because I can never really decide. So it's Rat of Steel at New England and then Magnum at Cedar Point. Um, Magnum is like probably the actual like one I want to put up there. But the problem is like you ride it hundreds of times and kind of. 
it's more of a nostalgia thing after that. It's not necessarily the ride. So it's just, that's why I like that of a tie. And then basically two is X2. Uh, three is Mindbender at the West Edmonton Mall. And uh, the fourth one is the other ride of steel at Darien Lake. And then I actually have a tie again for five. I don't really like care about the actual like numbers, but it's basically Leviathan and Desperado are tied. So there's our favorite coasters. Please send other questions our way, though. Your favorite coaster sucks at gmail.com, or you could find us on Insta or Twitter or wherever you look. Just type your favorite coaster sucks. Now, we both recently went to some parks, and there was no adjustment to our favorite coasters from those trips. My dad and I, we went down to Branson, and we visited Silver Dollar City. And it was both of our first times going to Silver Dollar City. It's a pretty awesome park. How how hot was it when you were there? (laughs) That's like the only thing I want to know. It really wasn't too bad. It was like low 70s. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, and it was Southern Gospel Fest going on. (laughs) So, So like, not a time to go with your boyfriend, probably. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how kindly they would take to uh, that. (laughs) (laughs) But with that said, the crowd was, of course, mostly white, but also old and fat. So, you know. Well, like, that's because there's... Branson is the, it's like the Mormon Las Vegas or whatever the... It's the Bible Belt Las Vegas for sure. Right, right. <clears throat> Shots of holy water. Yeah, it's like part Wisconsin Dells, part Las Vegas, 100% Bible Belt. Yeah, it's actually, you know what? It's probably like if you took the bars out of the Dells and replaced them with churches and then swapped Mount Olympus for Silver Dollar City, you'd probably have, I don't know, probably be like a close comparison. Yeah, I mean, it's a big tourist trap, and then there's a bunch of lights and sea-level entertainers. Shit, when I was there, it was all, like, power scooters, like the Rascals. (laughs) There was a ton of those, because a lot of the guests were overweight, and watching them go down some of those hills on those scooters. Like the the one jackass skit with the dude on the the electric wheelchair is like, my brakes. (laughs) (laughs) And then everyone's, like, chasing them down the hill. It's it's a wild place because they even have a church inside of Silver Dollar City. Was there a queue line for it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the shows the shows had longer lines than any of the rides. So the show has a line. So is it an actual queue line? Like you have to wait through multiple uh, cycles of it. So they put up like the little rope stanchions, and people line up for them. Okay, but I think maybe that was the Southern Gospel Fest. I don't really know. The only thing we had to wait in line for was uh, Time Traveler. Okay, so how was that? That ride was really pretty awesome. It was really unique, uncomparable to pretty much any coaster I'd been on before. Okay. Is the spinning, like, constant, or is it, like, free spin? Like, really free spin? Like, a reverse on Wild Mouse, however the fuck you pronounce that manufacturer? It It seems like it's free spin, but it's maybe, like, weighted in the center of the car. So you don't have, like, these wild spins, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. Like, it's kind of counterbalanced, so you are free spinning. Yeah. But you're not getting, like, a wild mouse type of spin. So those inversions are pretty disorienting? The entire ride, dude. Because, like, they group you as you're going into the station. So my dad and I lucked out. We got placed in the back row. Nice. Yeah, and the first thing the ride does is do a straight-down drop right out of the station. Yeah, how's that drop? Really good air right out of your seat. I mean, I'm not sure if it's quite as good in the front because I didn't get to ride it twice, but in the back, it was like great air. Yeah, yeah. No, that's it's cool that, that that was a successful design. Remember that video where they put a spinning car in the back of Blue Fire? Yeah. That would be crazy. I think that would be like an ultimate upcharge attraction. Or just make the back row that way. Right, right. Well, like Time Traveler was wild. Yeah, because at that point with that kind of ride movement it's almost like a flat ride kind of like not really but you know what i mean it's like you'd have to almost ride it multiple times just to sort of take it in 
Yeah, I could see that. Like, there's one moment on there that stood out to me because it's one of those, like, banking one way, then quickly banks the other way over a hill. Okay, right, right. Our car was in mid-spin at that second. So it was like that cool sideways air time. Okay, nice. Well, it's good to know. It's a good reason to go back there. Yeah. So, like, I, I remember A La Run being really good there. I would say that A La Run was probably my favorite coaster there. How did you like it compared to uh, Goliath? I liked it better than Goliath. It seemed like it was a wilder ride. Maybe it's because the elements were, like, a little more compact. Yeah, because it's actually not very tall. Wait, how, how tall do you think it was, like, if you had to guess? 130 feet, maybe? All right, let's see how close you are. Okay, so it's 107 feet tall, but it's a 162-foot drop. Well, if you average them out, I was pretty close. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, you know, like, a Parks will fuck with stats to be like, oh, well, the drop was this, or it's not... Because um, Raging Bull is like, like that, right? Yeah, it's, like, 202 feet tall, but it has a 208-foot drop because of the tunnel. Right, right. Actually, that's not that... That's not very deep. But, you know, you, you go over that tunnel, and it doesn't look like it's very deep. Right. But yeah, Outlaw Run was good. Wildfire was a really good ride. Actually, the whole like terrain aspect of it, I was not expecting from the videos, but it's actually pretty impressive. Just like the overall view of what you can see and just kind of like the actual setting of it on that steep hill is pretty cool. Yeah, I thought like that viewing deck was really awesome and all the elements flowed nicely, which was pretty cool. If you think about it, it's probably like, one of the last intense B&Ms before they started to get um less you know, like a little less more forceless <laughs> so like what about the was that mine train still there yeah thunderation that was probably the best mine train i've been on other than i stupidly had my dad and i ride in the very last row rather than the second to last row and there was one curve inside of the tunnel that was just painful Oh, okay. Yeah, it was bad. There was just one spot, and both of us were like, "Ah!" <laughs> do you know many? Pe- do you know many people have a squish when I was fat on rides like that? <laughs> <laughs> when I was like a hundred and twenty pounds heavier. Yeah, remember when we rode Lost Coaster, and it was like that one that first turn, and I wasn't paying attention because I was film trying to film the ride. It was like a full body slam. Like, my full force, like, a full, like, G, side, lateral G, just right into the side of you. <laughs> I must have blocked it out. <laughs> <laughs> the only other ride that stood out to me there was uh, Powder Keg. Yeah, that's really, that's a good ride. You know that water coaster? Uh, did they still keep all that there? Like, all the water coaster stuff? They have the parts that they, like, kept for the theming and all that, but I don't think they have, like, the whole rest of the ride still. When I wrote it, the whole splash pool and everything was still there. It was just kind of a weird, it was just like a really weird setup. Because like the original ride, if you look at it, it was like a carnival coaster that was lifted. Um, kind of like in Roller Coaster Tycoon 3. When you would like misplace a ride and then there's all that ground missing below the ride. Oh, yeah. Like that's what that ride looked like. Like they deleted the land below it. <laughs> I mean, they kind of did a Roller Coaster Tycoon by like rebuilding part of it. Yeah, right. With Son of Beast mod. Right. <laughs> or like eight cars per trainer. <laughs> oh my god. We have to do an episode on those. RCT trainers. Okay, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Silver Dollar City was pretty awesome. I would definitely go back. Next day, my dad and I went to Six Flags St. Louis. It's fine. Mr. Freeze. Yeah, Mr. Freeze is always good. I mean, Mr. Freeze, I think it's better backwards. Yeah, that spike is definitely... I think that spike is a lot better when you're looking at the ground. It has that uh, that deja vu effect. Yeah, that was, a, that was a good ride, and I enjoyed it more backwards than when I rode it forwards. The boss sucked. American Thunder is still awesome. That's good, because there's some, there's some GCIs out there that are getting a little rough, so it's good to know that one's smooth, because that was always... Surprisingly, that's a really good GCI. I think it was in my top 10 for a while. I mean, it's a great ride. I think I'd rate it pretty high because it has great pacing and there's several moments moments of good airtime on there. Yeah, that last, the last lap on it is kind of, you're never more than 10 feet off the ground. And you're just kind of going through the supports. Yeah, it's an awesome ride. Um, their Batman is Batman. It's Namtab. 
Yeah, well, I pointed that out to my dad, and he was like, oh, yeah, it was kind of different. <laughs> so it was cool that he enjoyed that. Um, Screaming Eagle was not in tip-top form, but it wasn't super rough or anything. It's better than The Beast. Yeah, it has more hills and everything, and it's a, it's an actual John Allen. So did you know that in the fall time, um, there's like wasp nests that hang out on the lift hill? Of that ride and uh, and on the boss, so like there's actually I think there's a YouTube video where like people are stuck on the lift hill and they're getting attacked by bees. Oh my god! And you know, it's a, if it was a Six Flags park, that's even more terrifying because you know you're not moving for like forty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like imagine being trapped in a seatbelt and a lap bar, and a fucking beehive is next to you and it's attacking. You know what I mean? And you're like, fuck, we're at a Six Flags, we're fucked. And now we present to you. A moment at Six Flags. Wait, why'd the ride stop? Oh shit, some bitch brought out a camera. Uh, maybe we'll get evacuated. Hey look, there's a beehive. There's a fucking beehive right there. Oh shit. It's moving. Oh shit, it just looked at us. Don't look at it. She's pointing her camera at it. <laughs> Oh fuck. Put your fucking phone away, bitch. Oh god, they're attacking. I just died of a BF sting. And that was a moment at Six Flags. I guess I'll have to avoid those rides if I go during Fright Fest. Yeah, it's like a legit fear. It's like Fear Factor. Did you just call the roller coaster Fear Factor? There you go. Charge 30 bucks for it. And they blindfold everyone beforehand, so you don't even know the bees are there until it's too late. <laughs> You're right, the bees would just get like trapped under the blindfold and just keep stinging your eyes. <laughs> These are six flags, bees. Oh, that's terrifying. So you've been to any park recently? Yeah, so um, I just moved to Seattle, and so out here we have Wild Waves. And there is a arrow corkscrew and a um, and an SNS wooden coaster, but it's not one of the good ones. Well, actually, none of those were really good. But well, Avalanche was good. Avalanche was pretty awesome. But it was still kind of shitty. Like there was like okay, so SNS wood coasters have like trapezoidal turns. Yeah, they have they have the SNS wooden coaster. They have the arrow, and they're actually both like good, like for what they are. So. Went with some old coaster friends, actually. Got to the park at opening, and surprisingly, there's actually, like, a shit ton of people there. The parking lot was almost full. But typically, like, I guess everyone just kind of goes to the water park first, and then um, the dry side was, like, totally empty. So the uh, loop screw was, like, a five-minute wait. Winning coaster was, like, a five-minute wait. But, like, that's kind of it. It's really the whole park. So we were done by 2 o'clock. Didn't Six Flags used to own that park? Yeah, so uh, Six Flags owned it, and they actually dumped a bunch of money into it. So when they bought it, I think they purchased, they put in a Zamperla Wild Mouse and a uh, Splash Boat ride. So now, like, that whole back section of the park is just kind of dead because the Wild Mouse doesn't work, and the water ride is, like, always down to. So, like, yeah, so, like, it's a really quick park. I was there 10 years ago, and that park was exactly the same today as it was 10 years ago. And then, yeah, other than that, recently um, also went to Kima Boardwalk and rode Boardwalk Bullet. And that's my new number three wooden coaster. I really want to get on that ride. It looks really good. Yeah, so it's probably the best Gravity Group coaster that's still operating. Actually, that's not true. I'd say Voyage. Yeah, so it's like a, just a really aggressive... Um, twister kind of coaster so uh the airtime is really good it's actually not too rough either it's very aggressive but it's not rough yeah it looks like it has a lot of good twists and several moments of good airtime the pacing is really good too and it's just weird how like it's on the water and everything it's kind of like out in the middle of nowhere it's almost eerie going there at night yeah i'm looking at a picture of it right now it looks almost a little bit like ghost rider so Actually, it's funny because I would say the, yeah, like the last lap of that coaster is a lot like Ghost Rider where you have, because remember Ghost Rider was good with the, like the airtime coming out of turns. Oh yeah, definitely. So like 
that last lap, there's all those really flat turns. And then, so you'd have the crazy laterals and you'd go right into the, the air time. That's a lot like, I would say that's very, that's kind of like what Boardwalk Bullet does. Like the last, the last lap of it. It's like lateral air time, lateral air time. So yeah, it's good. It's good. Well, it looks like a good ride. I hope I can get on it at some point. Skip uh, Galveston though. That Gerslauer is not too good. <laughs> good. All right. So you want to get to the, the big event, the main topic? Yeah, which is how to rank RMCs. That's next week's, buddy. We got to cover the Golden Ticket Awards, my man. Oh, shit. Man, I'm not that fucked up, am I? That's right, that's right. With the Golden Ticket Awards and how Millennium Force is still number one on the Golden Ticket Awards after 19 years. It's actually number two. Is it? Yeah. Theory 325 is number one. Oh, shit. I was was mixing up all your emails. Sorry, didn't mean to confuse you. There's just so many top 10 lists in one email chain, I lost track. <laughs> <laughs> There's just too many fucking lists in the emails. All right, well, let's go through the uh, the awards, the, the part awards and stuff first. Yeah, I guess, are there any that you're actually surprised with? Well, let's run down them and talk about how surprised or not we are. Best amusement park, Europa Park in Germany. Now, I haven't been there, so I don't know. It looks like a great park. Actually, yeah, I, I really can't tell on that one. I think it looks cool, and everyone else talks it up, so I could believe that. It seems to be like a common favorite of, of like tons of people. I mean, a couple of those European parks, especially in Germany, look really cool. Europa and uh, Fantasia Land. Yeah, definitely like Europa Park is... And Fantasia Land, especially with that new coaster, that uh, multi-launch Mac. Yeah, they both look pretty great. Germany trip, 2022. Let's make it happen. I'm actually going to Germany. Oh, shit. Did I tell you I'm going to Germany next week? Holy moly. Yeah, I'm going to ride uh, Olympia Lumpian. <laughs> I can't even pronounce it. I always say like Oompa Loompa. Olympia Lumpian. I can't fucking say it. <laughs> Olympia. The Olympia Looping Coaster. There we go. And drink uh, a lot of beer, I guess. That's awesome, man. Yeah, and apparently there's like 12 credits at the fair, 12 plus credits. So lots of uh, traveling coasters. What I'm assuming are, I don't know, maybe there's like a big Schwarzkopf coaster or something. That'd be pretty cool. Well, good luck hunting those down on Coaster Dash Cap. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, they don't... Uh, I think Olympia Lumping is on there, though. Yeah, you just have to look for it. I'm, I just don't think it's very easy to find. Dragon Wagon, number 323. I have to take a picture of the serial number. <laughs> I know I don't know German, but it doesn't matter. Hey, I'm like, I can't go within 50 feet, of, 50 feet from the ride, but I just need to take a picture of the serial number of the coaster. Can you let me do that? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dwayne. All right, so best family park is Dutch Wonderland in Pennsylvania. I can totally see that. Same. That's a that's a nice little park. It's very nice. I would say between Dutch Wonderland, probably like Holiday World. I mean, like I guess that's that it's, since it's family, it's more like parks that are geared towards children. Oh, okay, so like a Kitty Land kind of thing. It seems like because Dutch Wonderland seemed like that to me. I mean. I went there when I was 19 with a bunch of other dudes my age. So, like, it wasn't weird, but, like, as an adult without a child. Right. I love how a bunch of dudes is, like, that's, like, acceptable until you're, like, 24, probably. Yeah. Could you imagine, like, a bunch of 40-year-olds in a group? Hey, can we borrow your child to ride the coasters? Oh, Lord. Yeah, I can actually... But you know that happens. You you know that fucking happens. Well, three out of four coaster enthusiasts don't have bad intentions when they ask to borrow one. So... <laughs> <laughs> Best wooden coaster, Phoenix at Knobles. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah, that's a really good ride, so I can't disagree with that at all. Wait, does this list say that it's a resort? Knobles Amusement Resort. Well, it has the whole campground, and there's a water park and stuff. That's definitely a resort. Uh, the best steel coaster, Fury 325 at Carowinds. Yeah, I guess like I can definitely see why it's a number one for a lot of people. Um, I just wish it wasn't so swishy. 
<laughs> I love how like like Swishy's become like the the thing I resent lately. Um, it's good. It, like it's a really good ride. It just needs like that first. The first element should just be like a giant bunny hill or a uh, like a speed bump, like a Leviathan has. It'd be number one. I want to check out at least one of those B and M gigas because I love B and Ms, but I still haven't found a steel coaster that I've liked better than Millennium Force. I love how that's it's isn't it crazy how that's like if you think about Millennium Force and Magnum, how those are a lot of people's number one, how that could be a number one coaster for so many years. Like imagine there's gonna be a time where those coasters eventually get taken away you know what i mean they get torn down like how long are steel coasters gonna last magnum's been around 30 years now right has a number one coaster ever been demolished episode topic (laughs) what happens when the number one coaster gets demolished and your favorite coaster really does suck (laughs) all right best kids area now i don't really care i don't have a kid yeah i can't reproduce so i don't really give a shit Dollywood, congratulations. Uh, best guest experience. How is this judged? That's what I want to know. It's like, oh, the best time I had in an amusement park? Like, who, you know what I mean? Like, how do you judge? They're talking about the all day, the all day experience. Like, they probably, maybe they have like a secret shopper and they send her in for the day or something or like a family or they just pull a bunch of families. It just seems like that's such an arbitrary category. Not that best wood and best steel aren't completely subjective, but, you know. Right, right. Best guest experience. Dollywood. Congratulations, Dollywood. Best Halloween event. Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Orlando. Yeah, that's totally, that's understandable. I've been a couple times. It's awesome. I'd really also like to check out um, Knott's Berry Farm. Their Halloween event? Yeah, apparently theirs has been pretty good. Um, I know they won a lot of awards when they started it in the 90s. Like, I know it was, like, pretty well known. So, yeah, maybe um, that's a good something to check out this year. I think they started theirs, like, before the 90s. That wouldn't surprise me. I think it might have been, like, the 70s, if I'm not mistaken. Wouldn't surprise me. Because I know, like, I know that the why that event is really special is because it's like basically like an in-house group of people that have been doing it, you know, for like thirty years. Um, so they keep everyone that's been doing it has been doing it in the park for a long time. It's actually kind of how Cedar why Cedar Points, uh, you know, like they kind of have the same kind of you know feel to it as well. Because I've done that a few seasons. Yeah, I mean, there's something special about events that have that individual feel kind of so uh yeah so you've worked fright fest how's that one like i mean like how is fright fest at great america really compared to other parks like i was never that impressed with it it was it was good and then it's kind of man why can't the six flags parks just kind of get it right well because I think the biggest thing is they are operating on a very, very small budget. Definitely. Like, I know I know that Cedar Fair's Halloween events have all the haunted houses included. Right, right. But the admission price at, like, Cedar Point versus, like, Great America is that much higher where it could justify it. Yeah, but, like, a, a Six Flags admission is, like, s- still, like, $60. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you go for one day, like, if you go to the website and buy a ticket, it's probably, like, well, it's probably, like, in the mid-50s. And I think that's about what Cedar Point charges, too. Well, the other thing to consider is Cedar Point's kind of a, more of a destination park. It's definitely a regional park, but it's probably, like, the biggest regional park there is. Well, did you know that Knott's Berry Farm is the highest grossing uh, Cedar Fair park? I'm not surprised, because they have the highest visitors of any non-Disney or Universal park. I mean, yeah, we were both there, what was that, 10 years ago? I mean, that's a nice park. I I actually really want to go back there. Hangtime looks pretty good. Same. I really liked Accelerator and Ghost Rider. Yeah, Hangtime looks pretty fun. Yeah, because remember uh, Ghost Rider just got out of that long rehab? Yeah, it was 
Because like there was a point where Ghost Rider and Accelerator were going to be closed for the event. Remember that? That would have been a very different event. Oh yeah, totally. We would all have been very disappointed to say the least. So let's see here. Most beautiful park. Bush Gardens, Williamsburg. Not much to say there. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's pretty authentic European theming, but like... Yeah, I, I guess like I don't really remember it being beautiful or not beautiful. I don't know how to judge that exactly. It's not Disney level, but it's uh, it, it's like five leagues above Six Flags. Well, it's like, it's hard to really rank like what's more beautiful at a certain point, because like... There's nice parts at Cedar Point where there's trees and stuff, you know? Like over going into Frontier Town by Millennium Force. Yeah, it's pretty nice there. And like Silver Dollar City. Yeah, I don't know. I just drank three beers and three seltzer waters. So <laughs> however much carbonation can, can like come out of a body. All right, so, the, so for the best dark ride, though, Pirates of the Caribbean, that does not surprise me whatsoever i haven't seen like any of the videos of this one in shanghai but apparently it's really awesome so i gotta check it out i mean it's probably like 30 years updated from the one at uh epcot or is it at Ep- is that the right park what park is it located in no man it's at magic kingdom and at disneyland oh shit oh shit disney fans kill me this is why we only have a disney minute <laughs> Man, I gotta say, I'm so glad I never worked there. Me too. I've known a couple people who have. Uh, we both knew uh, a friend of ours that we hung out with when we went to Disneyland ten years ago. I feel like it's easy to kind of get like sucked into it. You never want to leave. Yeah, he's he's still got a job there, as far as I understand. Like, if you're able to make that work, but yeah, I think like when I was doing Cedar Point for two seasons I was very it was very easy for me to just get sucked into that hospitality like cycle because I was doing uh ski resorts in the wintertime so alternating Cedar Point ski resorts yeah so you were just bouncing from seasonal to seasonal yeah it's easy to get sucked into it yeah well I mean if you love it I get it the next new the best new attraction Hogwarts motorbike adventure. Yeah, it looks really great. Seven launches. It's got the different seats. It's got all the cool theming. It's got a drop section. It looks great. People are waiting like, what, five hours or something for that? That's. I've heard it's been average about like two to three. Okay. But like the other thing is that I know for a while Universal was purposely opening it later than the rest of the park. And I'm not sure if they're still doing that, but it was done and may still be done because of needing to do maintenance on the ride. Oh, I see. So I think, I think they might've rushed to get it open. You know what I mean? Okay. It looks like a good addition though. Um, I mean, they spent so much time building that ride. Isn't it kind of crazy to think that like now universal is basically Harry Potter. I mean, that's probably like what, like almost half the park right now. Well, they spread it across both parks, so it's a lot of what they're doing. But the thing is, they're really giving Disney a run for their money with that. Oh, totally. And really, as a consumer and as a park fan, we're the ones that get to win because when there's competition, it breeds innovation. Right. And we can all enjoy it. I mean, in the Disney Minute, I know we talked about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. That looks like it's also pretty awesome yeah that looks uh that looks good too yeah that uh, rise of the resistance ride looks like it's gonna be pretty awesome have you seen anything about that no i haven't what's what's that it's gonna be like a dark ride but it has over 100 animatronics and it's got like two different ride sections okay so you board a big vehicle and it basically takes you on an elevator lift oh i see and then from there you go through an actual battle, okay. like on a starship, in the vehicle itself. Okay, nice. Best new roller coaster, Steel Curtain at Kennywood. It looked like a pretty interesting ride. It's kind of a, it's kind of a jab to uh, Ron Toomer for actually getting that whole uh, first drop corkscrew thing right. <laughs> 
I'm sure Stan Chekets is just like, ha ha, like, I figured it out. I could do it. You couldn't. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, but that first drop looks, it looks pretty cool. It's like, uh, the, it looks totally different depending on what angle you, you look at it. So that should be pretty fun. And then that, uh, the dog tone is on that and the Max Force. Yeah, it looks like a pretty cool ride. I'd want to ride it. I've heard it's been down a lot, though. Oh, really? Yeah, which just makes me think, like, how is it these SNS rides can go down even if they're just, like, traditional roller coasters? Yeah, right. Like, it's it's funny how, like, even though they're it's a completely different company, how much SNS has in common with Arrow. Like, they're, like, the modern-age Arrow coasters. Well, yeah, they got their start building things aside from coasters and just kind of found their way to it. Right. Somehow, like, Dodompa seems to be operating consistently without any issues, though. Yeah, I I wonder if it's, like, not really a launch. Well, like, that ride is pretty simple. But, yeah, I would think, too, like, with the air launch, you know, like, that ride would have a lot of downtime. Yeah, to the fact where they even, like, we're able to modify it and take out the top hat and replace it with a loop. Right. That's so weird how they did that. Yeah, I mean, I really liked Hypersonic when I wrote it, but I think it proved the point that, like, the launch is the main attraction. Max Force is very similar in that the launch is the main attraction, but there's no big, like, airtime moment, like, with that top hat where it's literally just up and over. Right. It's basically a big pop of airtime and then just a turn. Roller Coaster Tycoon wasn't far off, you know what I mean? But it doesn't matter because, like, the launch and the big pop of airtime, that's, what else do you need when you're going 0 to 80 in two seconds? Well, I mean, imagine you at the time, back in 2001, I mean, that was a pretty big deal. People were still used to riding, like, aero multi-loopers. That was the big thrilling thing. It's kind of crazy how that's happened in our in our lifetime, which is really actually pretty cool. A little sad, but kind of cool. Well, it's like here we are in 2019, and they're basically doing the same thing with Max Force. Well, so now uh, on the uh, top ten coasters for Golden Ticket. All right, first up we got Wood. Phoenix is number one, still number one since probably like the 90s. That's crazy. I mean, it's a really great ride. Apparently, it's still going good. The park uh, takes care of it, so that's kind of cool. But it wasn't, yeah, it's it's surprising how smooth it is. Like, Yeah, I like that ride. There's a lot of airtime. The setting is really nice, and it's got that old school feel, which is really cool. So I guess like any others on the list that are out of place? Well, let's see. Number two, we got Voyage. Yeah, I think Voyage is always going to be up there. That's just... Although even that ride, that's 13 years old. Yeah, I mean, El Toro, also 13 years old and number three. But also a great ride. I mean, I can't disagree with any of this so far. These are all great rides. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, Boulder Dash. I really want to ride that one. It looks fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that was... I mean, that's still like my number one. But... I should probably ride it again because now it's it's been like nine years later. It's probably due for a checkup. Now, here's where I may start disagreeing with this list outside of coasters I haven't been on. Number five is The Beast at King's Island. Yeah, that's like, it's all those old like acers from the 70s that probably rode it when it opened. When I'm sure that ride was pretty awesome in the 70s. You know what I mean? So... It's probably like all these older acers that just want to keep it up for legacy. Kind of like uh kind of like how Millennium Force really hasn't been knocked out yet. All the, all the millennials. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be fair here. That ride is really great at night. Oh yeah, yeah. But I still don't think it would make my top 10. The Beast is like a mind train. Yeah, pretty much. It doesn't really have any airtime. It doesn't do much, but at night it's really cool because it's way out in the woods with no lights. Yeah, Beast, your favorite coaster sucks. Sorry. Um, Ghost Rider, Knott's, great ride. Love it. Yeah, I'm glad that's on there. Especially for how many people talk shit about that ride. Um, so that's, that's a, I'm glad it's there. I want to ride it now that it has those Millennium Flyers on it. Well, I did hear, though, that they smoothed out a lot of the drops 
on it with the new trains. So it's probably not as like aggressive, but I'm I'm sure it's still a good ride. But I bet it rides more like a GCI now than a than a CCI. But I bet you if it's got like the full size Millennium Flyer trains, the back seat's still probably got some really great air. Yeah. No, I'm sure it does. But did you know that GCIs were are designed to never exceed more than zero G's? I did not know that. And that is not an Alex Jones coaster Infowars uh, conspiracy. Like that's I think I guess that's just like a company. It's like a company policy. Sorry, company policy. <laughs> oh shit! You're trying to exceed more than zero G. It's like yeah, we gotta we gotta like keep up with RMC. They're pulling negative two. Listen, we'd really love to, but um, company policy. You know what, though? I would say Thunderhead probably exceeds zero G, though, because that ride's pretty aggressive for a GCI. That's what I love about that ride. Yeah, wait, why isn't Thunderhead on the list? Wow. Yeah, let's go on. They have another Dollywood, uh, I guess, wooden coaster. Lightning Rod is number seven. Um, haven't been on it. It is good. It is good. Um, okay, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. But that's like a whole other other uh, discussion about the topper track. But all right, number eight, Outlaw Run in Silver Dollar City. I I don't know if I consider this a wood coaster. It's a very good ride. Yeah, it's like um, it rides mostly like a steel coaster. Number nine, Ravine Flyer 2 at Waldemere. Great ride. I definitely think it's great that this one has a spot there. Yeah, I don't I don't agree disagree with this one. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing quite like that bridge. And number ten is Mystic Timbers at Kings Island. Haven't been on it. Yeah, me neither. What's in the shed? Um Alright. <laughs> Steel Coasters. Number one, Fury 325. Yeah, it's definitely a good ride, but I would not consider it number one. Um, I guess I'm just kind of a coaster hipster. Coaster hipster, t-shirt idea. Your favorite coaster sucks. (laughs) But no, Magnum um, and Ride of Steel are my number one coasters. All right, well, number two, Millennium Force. All right, hey, fanboy over here. And you have nothing to say. Hey, Millennium Force is good. It's a good ride. It's there. It's 300 feet. Uh, number three, Steel Vengeance. Haven't ridden it. Looks pretty good. I'm glad it's not number one. Why? Because <laughs> I want everyone to be miserable. <laughs> number four, Superman the Ride. Oh, it's called Superman the Ride. Six Flags New England. It's Superman the Ride now. Okay, so correct my top ten from earlier. Superman the Ride, Six Flags New England. It's only it's like fourth, fourth different form right now. Yeah, whatever. It awesome ride. I like it a lot. A lot of great airtime. Number five, Expedition G Force at Holiday Park. Looks awesome. Never been on it. Uh, number six, Twisted Colossus at Magic Mountain. Also looks pretty dope. Yeah, I wonder if that one's popular just because it's a Southern California. Um, all right, here's a conspiracy theory on Twisted Colossus, why it's on the list. Southern California has such a huge population base that I wonder if it because it's the only RMC in that region. You know what I mean? And like, it's just basically like a bunch of RMC fanboys in that huge population center that pump up this coaster. Hmm, could be. I mean, California is, what, like 36 million people? I mean, that's 10% of the country. We got us a coaster conspiracy here. Your favorite coaster sucks. Uh, seven, Iron Rattler at Fiesta, Texas. Another RMC. Uh, looks pretty awesome. Haven't been. Yeah, that one. that one's pretty good. Now, here's a surprise. Number eight, Apollo's Chariot at Busch Gardens Williamsburg. It's a pretty awesome ride, as I recall, but it's been quite a while. This is another one that I think gets pumped up by fanboys. It's good, but I'm surprised it's on a top ten list. I wonder how long it's been on the top ten list. That'd be something... uh, I wonder if it's always been up there. I mean, it's possible. It's... It's a pretty old ride. Yeah, and then Leviathan and Nitro. Nitro's awesome. Nitro's good. And Leviathan is... I personally would say Leviathan is better than Fury. But 
I'm glad it's in the top ten. For sure. Well, I haven't been on them, but both of them look awesome. Well, that was golden tickets. I mean, kind of predictable, as usual. Congratulations to all the winners. Yeah, if you look at the dates of the when the attractions were built, it's like it's just like a nostalgia playlist. It's the greatest hits, you know. Last thing here, we've got our weekly tribute to a dead ride. I picked this week's ride. Ben, you'll pick next week's ride. This week, we're going to pay tribute to Sky World, formerly at Six Flags Great America. It's an Intamin-built Ferris wheel-like attraction with three arms. And it had about a 12-minute ride cycle. You get a very good view of the park. Do you remember the ride really well? Pretty well, yeah. You remember it, right? Yeah, I only wrote it... I actually only wrote it once, and it was in 99. It was basically the last... Oh, no. That wasn't the last year. I was going to say the last year was... uh, For some reason, I keep thinking that, like, Superman was open at some point with Skyworld, but that's not true. Because Superman was 03, Skyworld was 01. Yeah. But no, I was going to say I wrote it... um, Like, I remember seeing Shockwave, and it was before I rode Shockwave. So it was probably, like... It's probably, like, 99. It was a fun ride, though. It was kind of sketchy, like, with those chains that would uh, rattle. But, uh... Yeah, it was a little bit frightening in that way, but it also, like... I heard it made a lot of people sick because the motion was... It was an odd angle. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was 12 minutes long. Could you imagine, like, being... like up in the air when they were doing a uh, like a load cycle and uh, like throwing up in that cage and like you can't get off of it. <laughs> oh man! Oh, so my dad told me a funny story about the Sky World ride. He said that him and his friends went to Great America in the seventies and they smoked a joint on Sky World. Oh, nice. Just wanted to pay tribute to that ride this week. All right. Thanks for listening. Join us next week as we tell you again how your favorite coaster sucks.